Welcome to Menopause Reimagined. I'm your host, Andrea Donsky. I'm a nutritionist for more than 16 years and I'm in menopause. I'm a menopause educator and avid menopause researcher. My goal for this show is to empower you as you enter into this phase of life so that you can take control of your health and your symptoms. Today, I'm speaking with Tamsin Fidal, a journalist, role model, and a champion for women. Tamsin anchors the primetime news for WPIX-TV in New York City. She also brings her voice to a weekly podcast called Coming Up Next, where she further shares the stories of women creating the next phase of their lives. Tamsin is currently producing a documentary on menopause. Now, here's Tamsin. Welcome to Menopause Reimagined, Tamsin. Thank you so much. I love being here. I am so excited to have you on because we're going to talk about what you do as a journalist and how you are changing the stigma, how you're creating awareness for perimenopause and menopause in the conventional media space. So tell us, so introduce yourself, tell us what you do and what got you started. Yeah, uh, well, I, I've been a news journalist for, I, I keep saying now, like how many years has it been? <laughs> but almost three decades. I started in a small market. I, I worked my way through a lot of the country and ended up in New York. And, you know, I've covered all sorts of things from hard news to entertainment to you know, everything in between. And um, a few years ago, you know, I had my menopause experience in the news new studio, as appropriate as that would be. Um, but I had a, a um, severe hot flash, heart palpitations, anxiety, uh, everything kind of culminated. I was on, I was on air in a commercial break, luckily. And I was like, oh my gosh, I could hear my heart like in my ears, you know, and I had had some problems that night with looking, seeing the words in the teleprompter, you know, just scrolling past me going like, I don't know what that word is. And I just skip it. And that was, and I had that before too. That wasn't the only night, but, um, but that night was particularly bad. And when this happened, uh, I, I said out loud to somebody like, I said to the studio, which was all men, um, if I fall over, somebody catch me jokingly. Cause I thought I'm always powering through everything as a woman. Like I never want, never let them see a sweat, which is exactly what I was doing. And, um, and I wound up on the bathroom floor, like trying to calm my body down. And, um, you know, I, I never, I didn't finish the newscast that night and I went home and I'm like, what in the, what happened? Like, what, what was that? And so that following week, I got a Tuesday, I made all these different appointments with doctors and I did you know, blood tests, my, my levels, my FSH, my F, uh, SH levels. And, um, and I wound up getting a, a note in my patient portal that said in menopause, any questions? And I'm like, I'm not in menopause. I'm only in my late forties, but <clears throat> I was. And, um, and that's kind of when my journey began of understanding it and what I needed to do because I wanted to, to fix it. I did hormones to me in my head. I didn't want to do, I lost my mother to breast cancer. So I had a misinformation about it. And that's where my journey began. And I started talking about it and then couldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> and so here's where I am today. And I'm now I've met incredible community of women that are doing the same thing. And I'm so grateful for people like you who have taught me so much about this space, but I think it's now my responsibility to bring it back into, you know, uh, the media as much as I can and say, Hey, it's okay that we're talking about it and we need to talk about it more. I love that. And yes, I'm so happy that we met on TikTok. Tamsin and I met on TikTok. We are, I'm part of the a menopause talk community that you have yeah. really created, which is incredible. So what have you, like, how have you spoken about menopause or perimenopause on TV? Like, what have you done to date? 
Yeah. I mean, most of the stuff that I've done so far have been interviews outside of that, but on television, I book guests, you know, I book guests to come on there and talk about it. Um, I'm right now talking with my workplace about, you know, different ideas of what we can do within the workplace and within different companies to help make it a little bit of a more uh, menopause friendly or, uh, you know, environment, because I know that it's not comfortable to talk about. I, I, I didn't even know it wasn't, it wasn't comfortable to talk about it because it wasn't even in my vocabulary or in my narrative, it wasn't in any part of my life to think about. But I want to make sure that if there's something that I leave behind, wherever it is, as big or small as it is, is the next woman that's coming up doesn't feel uncomfortable doing that or doesn't feel like she's, you know, aged out, not attractive, not sexy, not relevant, not, you know, visible because she's in this area of her life. Because I think this is a transition. It's a, we're going to move through it and we're going to be on the other side of it. And I want to do whatever I can for the women that are coming to where I am right now to feel okay with that. So, you know, I booked different people on television to talk about it. I didn't, I didn't even know the word perimenopause, first of all. And I feel like it's okay. I'm not alone because the New York Times didn't even use the word. I'd read somewhere to like 1997. So I feel like, okay, I'm in good company that, you know, it's not just me. But I try to make sure that that's part of the conversation and I bring it up and I say on television, like, oh my gosh, I'm having a hot flash or, you know, I'm in menopause or I'm 52 years old or 51 now, it's going to be 52. So I try to make sure that those are normalized words and conversations so that I'm doing my part to interject those things in there. So if somebody hears about it, they're okay. And then of course, I'm all over social media with it. And also, as you were saying, and you didn't know at the time, but how you were telling the men in the room at the time, like if something happened. So being vocal about it and talking about it. Yes. All the difference. And I love that you're saying that you're normalizing it. And that is the key. The more we talk about it, the more we normalize it. So it becomes less of that embarrassment, mm-hmm. less of that stigma. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be that. And I, it, it's funny at the, in this day and age for that topic to be taboo when everything else, you know, we talk about so many other things and that's taboo. Something that like just naturally happens is taboo. But, you know, I think it's more than taboo. I think what it is, is um, there's a lot of shame that's carried with the the time in our lives, you know, maybe not just the word, but the time in our lives and um, it, it's fear and it's, it's, and it's not just us, you know, it's society that has said like, wow, when women get to that age uh, yeah, and yeah, and that's really concerning to me, and especially for a woman that's, you know, aged in front of the camera too, because it was always a big fear of mine. I, I don't think that, uh, I don't take that lightly when I say that that's something that, you know, we really have to change and at least we really have to own who we are. And, um, every once in a while I get caught up in the fray too, you know, I'm on, I'm on social and I'm scrolling and I see a, a 25. Oh, my husband's here. I see a 25 year old. <laughs> I see a, I see a, uh, you know, 25 year old who's, um, on social media and I'm like, Oh gosh, I should be wearing what she's wearing or doing what she's doing. I don't want to do that. I want to, you know, be who I am. Yeah. And so I think it's important for us to own that as well. I agree. And I, you know, I remember when I was turning, I love that you, you, you were stating your age. I also am very vocal about my age and not embarrassed about it anymore. But I remember when I was 47 and I, when I was turning 50, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like, I was getting like anxiety just for the fact that I was turning 50. And in my mind, I'm like, oh my God, 50 so old. And it makes it like, there was so all this like stigma that's associated with it. And I remember I was listening to an Oprah interview. She was interviewing three supermodels who were all in their sixties and they were talking about the aging process. And I remember Oprah said, you know, I don't really understand why anyone would be embarrassed about talking about the rings because it just means how much more experience you have under your belt. And I was like, 
Oprah. Yes. I was like, and ever since listening to it, like I tell everybody how old I am. I'm like, whatever, like I do too. it doesn't matter. So I'm very, I do too. so I think, um, I think it's great. I, I think it's so, it's so critically important because I think that, um, listen, there was, I think it was like Coco Chanel that said, don't let anyone ever know your age. I don't know what the quote was. I'm never good at remembering that stuff anymore. But, um, but I, I, for a long time hit my age and now I'm like, I'm 51. I'm going to be 52. I'm almost like moving myself forward. I said I was 52. I'm 51, not 52 in December. So I, I feel proud of it. And I, I also feel proud of the fact that, um, I'm turning the, I'm turning my attention back to myself, whether that is in my quiet time, whether that is in my workouts, whether that is nutrition, what, you know, what you talk about so much and, or what, or whether it's in just really understanding what I want to do next in my life. I think that that's important because I didn't do that for a long time. I was always in the gotta get successful, gotta get up the ladder, gotta, 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 shoulda, shoulda, shoulda. And I feel like I'm finally taking that breath going, okay, I know all the things I shoulda, and I got some of them done and I didn't get all of them done, but um, what do I really want next in my life? And I think that that's, that's that important part of this, this area as well. Yeah. I always say that it's, and I love what you're saying, because I always say it's taking an inventory of self and so true. We really have to look at, you know, what we've accomplished, what we want to do, where we're at, what are we grateful for? So one of the exercises I love to tell women to do is to write down five things that they think are amazing about themselves. Because we don't really look at ourselves and say, oh, I'm really good at this. Or normally, even when it comes to compliments, no, no, not really. You know, like I remember years ago, my best friend's mom, she's a judge. And she would say, when somebody gives you a compliment, you say, thank you. That's very nice of you yeah. to say. So I think we, you know, getting better at that, kind of learning to like take an inventory of self, learning what's amazing about us, but giving ourselves the time and the permission. I love what you're mm-hmm. saying because it's really our time now to figure out who do we want to be? You know, maybe up to now we weren't exactly who we wanted to be, or maybe we didn't put down, put down boundaries and now we're putting right. down more boundaries. So that leads me to my question, you know, kind of you answered it a little bit, but what, what, how do you find menopause has changed you for the better? Um, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm forcing myself to take time for myself. You know, I'm forcing myself to feel better. I'm forcing myself to sleep when I can. I'm forcing myself to, uh, to really put myself first and also be a little more bold in, in how I do things. I think that it's important for me to take the chances that I might not have taken five or 10 years ago. Mm, I like that. Yeah. That a lot. So basically kind of just coming into yourself and saying, okay, like I'm going to do something that scares me a little bit. Scares me to death or that I would have thought out. So I would have been like meticulous in my yeses, nos, good, bad, you know, instead I'm like, I'm just doing it. And I think that that's important. My dad always uses the phrase like live your someday today. So that's mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Cause I thought, oh, wow, we do say that word a lot. We, we, we often are like, oh, someday I'm gonna, you know, go on that trip someday. I'm gonna whatever, whatever. And I'm like, today's someday. We might not have another someday. This is it. So that's what I'm trying to do. It's like, use it's not your- always easy. Yeah. I love that. So I remember years ago, I I was like, I think it was an Oprah show. I know I love quoting Oprah because I love Oprah, but she was saying, you know, don't keep your China for a special day. Like all your food, like yes, day, right? Yes. Like, yes. It's so true. It's so true. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. So how do you see your responsibility as we'll say an influencer in the menopause space? What do you, how do you see yourself helping women? Uh, you know, I, I think I think because I'm not really an expert, I'm not a doctor, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not a, a nutritionist, but I'm living the life 
you know, and I feel like it's important for, you know, my, my area is to let people know they're not alone and to be honest about it. Because I think that I spent a long time putting out, you know, my pictures that were, uh, you know, uh, face tuned within an inch of their lives. And my, uh, here's me at work. Here's my successes. Here's my, and, and I think that once I got real with the fact that like, that's not who I really am. I mean, that's who I am when I have to be, but that's not who I am. The other, I don't know, 20 hours a day that, um, I realized my responsibility is to let other women know that they're not alone in all this. And I, and I, and I think that that's, that's where it lies and to simplify it a little bit for people, because I don't know that we have time to read like, um, you know, 50 books and, and do all these things. And I think that, you know, I've spent my whole life as a journalist, which is researching and education and, and, and learning how to take something very complicated and simplify it. That's what my whole life has been like to talk in sound bites and bullet points. And so I, I think that that's what I try to do and to also, um, educate in different forms of media, right? So that's either on air, that's online. And it's also working on a documentary that I've been working on in a book, because I think that those are my, sources of being able to educate in the best way I know how to do it. And so I have a documentary that's in the works called It's Not Me, It's Menopause. Mm-hmm. And uh, just let people know that like, that doesn't define you, you know, you're not defined by that by this. And so I'm excited about it, because we're telling different women's stories, and we're able to bring in a lot of different experts. And um, it's important to me to have that neutrality, right, to be able to say like, hey, you might not agree with this, maybe you don't think bioidenticals for you, maybe you think compounded for you, but, but this person d- doesn't like that, or you think no hormones, or for you, but here's why, you know, here's what this study says. Or that's, that's really important for me to be able to pull all of that together and try to get the best, you know, the best experts out there to do that and to clarify what's been really confusing for a lot of women. So you're basically using your superpowers to change the world and to educate. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> it took me a long time to find them. I'm still, every once in a while, still not sure what they are, but you know, I, I think that that's what I do best. You know, I think storytelling is what I, yeah, I, I, I've done forever. And I think it's what is, um, is my best way to convey a message. You know, I love it. See, you're taking inventory of self. What is your superpower? That's one of my favorite questions because we often don't think about it. So, you know, aside from, you know, everything that you said, what would be your superpower in terms of how you want to change the space of menopause? Yeah, I think it's storytelling 100%. I think it's storytelling and I'm letting people know they're not alone. And I think that that's what I do through storytelling. Because when you share, I mean, like, you know, we were talking about a a mutual TikToker, (laughs) Helen, that we know, and and I highlighted her recently um, on air and told her story. And people remember that story. You know, they remember the story, whatever it is. They might remember a little nugget or a a quote that she said or an interview, just like you, you quote Oprah, you know, you're doing that because she told a story and that story resonated with you. However many years it's been since she's been on the air. Right. And so I think that that's really important. And if you can learn how to frame somebody's somebody's story or a conversation the right way, um, other people will remember that. And if that changes, I don't know, five people, 10 people, 20 people, hundred people, I think you've, you know, left your legacy. Right. I love it. Even if it's changed one, it's made a difference. Even one, even one. Thank you so much, Tamsin. Can you share how yes. people can get in touch with you? Obviously, what is your TikTok name? Where are we? Yes, go? you can but, find uh, me looking at Andrea's TikTok, um, you know, at Tamsin Fidel everywhere and TamsinFidel.com as well. I love it. Thank you. And continue to spread the awareness. I love what you do. And thank you. Thank you. Thank you for everything.
What an awesome, open, and honest conversation with Tamsin. I love how she is changing the conversation in mainstream media about perimenopause and menopause. So thank you, Tamsin, for everything that you're doing. If you enjoyed today's conversation, please share it because the more you share shows you care. And please rate our podcast. I'd love to hear if you're enjoying Menopause Reimagined. As always, you got this and I'll see you at the next podcast.